CP3. Welcome to Sports on the Hill podcast. Hashtag DC Sports without the politics with Carol and Robbie on True Radio Network. That's right. Monday night, Sports on the Hill podcast, True Radio Network, CP3 coming to you live from the lab. You see, we got Dujanae Bland from the breakdown. 
already on the scene. You peeped out the highlights from the crazy, dramatic, and up and down game yesterday, 34 to 30. The team is two and two. You know, it's victory Monday. We feeling good, but uh, just got the injury report. So that's a little disheartening. And we still have some uh, things to shore up on the defense and the offensive end. Uh, but it was a victory. You know, you got to take the good with the bad. You know, you got to enjoy the win. The win on the Sunday in the NFL is always a good thing. As I said yesterday, I had them three and one through the first four. Two and two. Can't be mad. 500. Could be worse. Dujanae, how are you feeling today, man? Are you still a little uh, heart still fluttering a little bit from that game yesterday? Um, it was quite the interesting one. I didn't really expect them to. Um, I say I didn't expect them to fight nearly as hard uh, when things got a little rough. Um, you know, kicking issues, whatever. But uh, it was a hard fought game, and Taylor is Taylor doing his thing. Um, you know, really keeping them in the game, making plays. Um, I know sometimes it's a risk, but that's just who he is. So got to take the good with the bad. And it was enough for them to get a W. So um, definitely good, good for Washington fans uh, on Monday. Yeah, it was a <clears throat> up and down, back and forth game. Once again, they got off to a slow start. They had to get down 10 points before they uh, got the offense going in the uh, second quarter. Uh, you know, Heineke coming home, you know, some jitters after we saw the performance we saw last week. This was a great bounce-back game for him. No turnovers, made solid decisions. There was a couple of questionable decisions, but it didn't come back to bite him. Uh, great quarterback rating, 127.1, uh, 23 for 33, 290 yards. So, I mean, he played a, a pretty good game. He uh, buys time with his feet. He's uh, been more aware in the pocket. And when he has ran and broke the pocket, he's made sure he protected himself. He took one, you know, solid hit yesterday, you know, but for the most part, he protected himself. And he commanded that team when it needed to, to get the points when they needed to score. So uh, I've said it before, I like the kid. I think if he can, you know, stay, you know, pacing himself and not doing, trying to do too much and moving too fast, I think that he can be a quarterback for this team that can, you know, they don't have to necessarily go get a franchise quarterback right now. I think that he can be a quarterback that can, you know, get them to the next level. And then when they're ready to draft a franchise quarterback, they can sit behind him for a couple of years when they're ready. Boom. Never know where he might take it. So, you know, not trying to get ahead of myself, but he definitely had a, a great bounce back game. And I know being at home definitely, uh, made it feel better, you know, getting that victory on the road's first road victory. Uh offense dude, Janae. Let's uh let's break it down a little bit. Um like I said, Heineke, I feel did a good job. I still didn't they they still don't run the ball enough for me. You know, they've been giving McCliskey the ball up the middle, uh, to try to throw off the defense because they most times know when he comes in it's gonna be a, a passing play, so they're trying to mix it in, which I give Turner some kudos on. But you should still get Gibson the ball. This this kid is hungry, man. This kid wants to get the ball. He wants to improve and he wants to get that thousand yard. He talked about his goal at the beginning of the season, but for some reason, Turner just does not want to feed him the ball. After that first week when he gave him 20 and he had that fumble in the fourth quarter, he's been in the teens each time, uh, each game after that. And 37 touches in three games, that's... I just don't understand. No, no, no. 
So what about you, Dujanae? What did you take away from the offense as a whole? Like I said, they got a little, they got started a little slow, but for the most part, they were moving the ball, you know, decent numbers on uh on third down conversions. They were four for uh four for nine. And uh, you know, they had a whole drive where they didn't have any third downs at all because they were getting, you know, first downs and chunk yardage. So what was your assessment of this offense, even with some of the injuries with uh Brandon Sheriff, which we'll talk about a little bit later? Yeah, I mean, they did what they had to do. I mean, I, I think again, um, another week and Heineke's showing what he showed uh, you know, last season and in the last season. Um, he likes to use his legs and he makes smart decisions by doing that. Uh, allows him to come in and be able to make plays and um, you know, get first downs. He got first downs with his legs when the play wasn't there. Made smart decisions with the football, not trying to force uh, too many throws. And like I said, that's just how, that's just who he is. Um, he's going to sling it. Um, he's going to try to make a play. Um, but as you saw this week, it was more, if it wasn't there and the play wasn't there to be made with his arm, he chose to use his legs. Um, Offensive line is what it is. I, I'm with you. I'd like to see them run the ball a lot more. I think you saw when they ran the ball more, the offense seemed to work a lot better. Um, and I think it, it it's a good thing for their offensive line to be running the football. And maybe it seems as as if they pass protect better uh, after after having a, a some you know a, a series where you know you're you're focusing on the run. I do believe Gibson deserves more. Uh, carries. I, I felt like it was situational this week. Um, I still feel like they could have given him more carries, but um, the way JD uh, was running the football, um, they needed kind of that that strong arm, I guess. Um, you know, he's kind of a bulldozer a little bit. He came, it came in handy uh, several times uh, during the game. Um, you know, finally, a couple other guys making some plays out there wide out. Uh, it was nice to see Samuel out there. Uh, I think he's going to be a huge help mm -hmm. uh, to Terry. But Terry is just being Terry, man, just balling. Um, you know, I mean, what can you say? I mean, you you, you give him bracket coverage. You, you know, you try to cover him with his own over under, whatever. He's going to get out there. He's going to make plays. He's going to find a way uh, to get open. Um, I, I'm really impressed, actually, given the circumstances. Um, th this was, a, you know, over the last couple of weeks outside of, you know, maybe I say one week, I mean, the offense has tried to put up points, uh, you know, despite the circumstances. Uh, I guess that's one thing that, that Washington football team fans could be happy about. They are putting up points. Now, if the other side of the ball can come along, um, you know, you'll have a little bit more of a chance in these games. I thought they faced some pretty, pretty decent defenses. Um, Atlanta's not great, but they're not terrible either. I mean, I think think they proved that a couple times, uh, you know, throughout the game. But uh, I love what Dolphins did to be able to win that ball game um, and really just go out there and really just take the ball game. Um, they had to go out there and win it, and they did that. So I think. Fans should be excited um, about that. Um, that's something that hasn't been done a lot, you know, over the last couple of years. So it's pretty nice to see. Yeah, yeah we definitely got to talk about Terry. Uh, last week, at 11 catches. This week, six catches, buck 23 and two touchdowns. 
and I said on the post game. So yesterday, I was watching the pregame for uh, NBC Sports Washington, and B. Mitch basically said that Terry McCall was going to have six catches, 124 yards, and two touchdowns. So he was off by a yard, but he pretty much right. predicted that Terry was going to have a big game. Uh, J.D. McClissick, uh, another week in a row. He's come in two weeks in a row. He's come in and made huge contributions in the pass game and the run game. Uh, Gibson, yeah, he just needs to get the ball more. Samuel, you know, you look at his stat line, he had four catches for like 30-something yards, but all four of those catches were for thirds for first downs. So you're already right. seeing, you know, he was on a basically a pitch count yesterday because he's not in football shape being that he's been out since preseason and hasn't had a chance to get on the field and get his wind up. So he was on a pitch count yesterday, but when he got in, you know, he made an impact. It might not have been a huge, you know, touchdown or whatever, whatever, but it helped move the change and kept the offense moving. And I think that's going to uh, definitely help this team, especially now that uh, I guess we're getting to some of the injuries because that's going to affect the offense with Logan Thomas. Excuse me, uh, have him listed with a hamstring. He's week to week. Uh, Brandon Sheriff has a knee. They're talking about uh, two to three weeks for him. Uh, Coach said that uh, Sammy Reyes will be active this game. Uh, will be dressed. Um, also, they said uh, Dynami Brown, uh, he would out sometime in the game with the knee injury. Uh, it doesn't say anything if he's, you know, day-to-day, week-to-week, just mentioned it during the game. Uh, Cam Sims also had a hamstring uh, that they had. They took him out that he was. That's why he didn't really get much action in the game yesterday also. Um, so, like you said, even with those pieces missing, they were still able to get those points at the end of the game to, you know, earn the victory. So you can see the offense progressing more and more week by week, which is what you want to see. Now, stripping to the other side of the ball with the defense where the only we're seeing progress, but we're seeing it in small increments and not consistent enough. Yesterday, the offense performed consistently. Defense can't say that as much. Um, Tim's for 16 on third down conversion for Atlanta. Um, that says a lot right there. But before I get into the defense, I see Big Hurt is ready to come on in. So we're going to invite Big Hurt into this conversation. We just talked about the offense and uh, Heineke, Gibson, uh, uh, with Samuel out there, you know, getting crucial uh, first down catches. What was your uh, take of this offense of the uh, with the Heineke show and overall the game yesterday? Big hurt. Hey, you, 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 Kirk Cousins guys, got to shut the fuck up forever right now. <laughs> like they, they got shut, they got shut up, man. Well, I, I, I can't even enjoy. First of all, first of all, <laughs> I just want to say that this was the most slept on victory. In the history of Washington, I'll tell you why. They didn't talk about it on Sports Center. They didn't talk about it on Good Morning Football. They didn't talk about it on NFL Live. They didn't talk about it on Colin Cowherd. They didn't talk about it in all these places that picked the land to win. Nobody talked about this game. And it wasn't like some old seven to ten <laughs> game. It wasn't that. It was my God, like, this is a comeback victory. This dude, for the second time this year, brought us back with less than 
five minutes to go in the game. Except this time, instead of scoring uh, one touchdown, God's two. So what I think about the offense, I I hate that Scott, you can always tell what drive he's taking offense off. It's like we're in the rhythm. We're rolling. Heineke's moving the ball down the field. And then we come back in the fourth quarter, and we start playing like we got the lead. And we're going to run the ball on first and second down, and we're going to do an out pass on third down. What? <laughs> like, it's like it, it's just a couple of drives. It's like a waste of a drive. You got a guy who can throw down the field. You got a guy who can attack the defense. Why not use it? Why take any drive off? But he took too many drives off. When I say he, I mean Scott Turner took too many drives off. Now, when we had to have a play, it was there. That McKissick play that everyone's acting like was a, a, a busted play was not a busted play. That was definitely a design sneak out. It definitely cleared all the receivers, cleared all their defenders to the left side. And it was McKissick one-on-one with the linebacker. He won that battle, thus the war, and the game. That was a design play. And on one side, I'm like, where the hell has that been all season? On the other side, I'm like, yo, I'm glad you saved it till we absolutely needed it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the offense right now. I'm feeling the offense right now, especially Taylor Heineke. So I, I asked this question to a bunch of groups, and I got a bunch of non-answers. When was the last time we had a quarterback where when he got the ball in his hands, with five minutes to go in the game, and you need a touchdown, where you said to yourself, I'm confident he can get us there. 2012 RG3. That's it. Look, I didn't feel that way until the Minnesota game. I'll be honest with you. And I I, I remember that for two reasons. One, it won me all of my fantasy leagues. Because that was like a, it was like a, uh, like a 13 point play. It won me all of my fantasy leagues. I had RG3 in all of them. I was losing in all of them, and that won me all four. That's number one. <laughs> number two, I remember the moment it happened. I remember Kirk Cousins on the sideline upset. You see the meme going around Twitter that says, sometimes you got to wait your turn. I made that. Somebody else took it and put their logo over my logo, but I made that meme. Mm. I created it because I remember the way he was standing there looking. I remember calling the, uh, I called Tom Rivera. I was like, yo, I'm so happy to see everybody happy except her cousin. I said to him that day, but as much as I love RG3, I felt like he gave us a chance, but the feeling with Tara Heineke is different. It's like, I almost expect it from him now. That's not fair, but it's like, I expect you to go down and score, not because it's garbage time you want to pad your stat and get another 100 yards to make it look like it's your team and not you, Kirk. I expect you to go down because you've already shown us you can do it, and I don't want to see you go backwards. So I have no confidence. I'm on the phone with my, uh, I'm on the phone with my bros, and they're like, yo, my guy, what's he doing? That pass to McCorn. He's going to get McCorn hurt. I'm like, yo, chill. He got this. My words. He got this. He got this. 20 seconds later. Like, what are we doing? 
and in in the Redskins groups, there's still conversation about the quarterback. I figure all of the conversation this week would be the kicker. He's got to go. He's mm. got to go. He's got to go. When you start missing extra points, you need to change the scenery. Fire him and bring him back in two weeks if you want. But he's got to go. That's what we hey. do. That's what we do. I will cut him and then tell him, hey, you can come to camp tomorrow and fight for your spot back. But I will absolutely cut him. Coach has confidence in him. He said uh, during the press conference today, they asked about him. He said he's our kicker and pretty much nothing else to say. Man. Yeah, he's our kicker until he's not. <laughs> I, I, I promise with everything, man. I cut him twice. I mean, exactly. I, 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 I cut him again. I just how you gonna how you gonna come out and have confidence in a guy? How you gonna come out and say you got confidence in a guy when you virtually had to go two point conversion for the rest of the game because you couldn't trust that dude? Huh? You, you know, and here's the thing. The first kick, I still believe the first extra point was good. I thought so, too. I thought I was the only yeah. one. It, it looked good. The first one it looked did. good. I'm like, yo, what do you mean no good? Show me a replay. He didn't show a replay. I'm like, yo, you need to show me that that's no good, especially as iffy as the calls were. It was a lot of iffy calls that game. Like, that, ch- that Chase Young sack. That got taken away and turned into a 50-yard penalty. Get out of here with that nonsense. But they with the kicker. I thought the kick was good. I'm like, yo, I need to see that again. But then when he missed another one, I'm like, ooh, that now makes the first one. Now it's like, yo, you missed two. <laughs> like, no one cares how close the first one was when you clearly missed this one. Like, dude, if we can't count on one point from you, like, you literally have three jobs. Kick the field goal. Kick the extra point, kick the ball out of the end zone, the kick off. It's three things you do. That's it. Yeah. He's got to go. I'm still, I'm still not there yet, man. Because, I, like I said, the Giants, Graham Gano, he drafted this dude. This dude had been all over the league 16 years now with the most accurate kickers, but we let him go because his inconsistencies when he was young. That's why I say I'm not, I'm tired of seeing our kickers. Go elsewhere, become pro bowlers, and get Super Bowl rings. <laughs> and yeah, but he's still like, looking for a kicker. <laughs> those things can't. Those things can't happen here. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, Graham Cano didn't carry anybody to a Super Bowl. I can't remember. The, I know what you talked about, but you know it. That can't happen here. They need to change the scenery, which is I said is why I say fire him. Sean Sweezum? Is that who you're talking about? Sean Sweezum? No, I'm talking. Uh, they, and David, David Akers also. He was a yeah. Akers was yeah. Akers. Here, yeah. He got a Super Bowl ring and lasted almost twenty years and was one of the most accurate kickers in the league. But we let him go. Yeah. So those are the ones I remember. But I feel what you're saying. You you got three jobs and yeah, like the week before when he missed the forty eight yarder before the penalty. I was at, like, at least, this goes into this goes back to last season. Yeah, I think Ron said he has faith in him because when he got hot at the end of the season where he hit 14 out of 16 on that run to the playoffs. So I guess that's why he has that confidence that he can get things right and when it's needed, he'll be there. So, I mean, I don't know. That's... And they need to win. Yeah. But like you say, luckily... I don't know about, I don't know about that though, man. I don't know about that. Like, look, well, all I can say is I'm I'm a patient guy. Uh-huh. I'm all. I'm talking about giving Taylor the year, maybe two. I'm talking about like if you 
to sign him to a moderate three-year extension right now, I would do it. That's where I'm at. That's where I am with my patience. You know what I'm saying? Like, let it build. Um, uh, what's his name? Not Parsons is what I'm calling him. Oh, uh, fuck, I forgot his name. Come on, help me out. Help me out. Which guy? Which, 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 I'm trying to think who you're talking about. Our linebacker that we drafted. Oh, J- oh uh, Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis. Okay. Like, he had a pretty bad game. I'm not worried about him. Like, he's a rookie. Let him, let him develop a little bit. Um, uh, The defense, I feel like they'll get there with some better scheme behind them, some blitzes. Like, started to at the beginning of the game and then inexplicably stopped. We saw and then stuff. started doing it again when we needed to. Like, uh, whatever. Um... Yeah, we did. I'm all about patience, but I'm patient, dude. You missed an extra point. Look, I think I think I can make two extra points. They 32 yards. Damn it! They they 32 yards now. They 32 yards. Oh, that's right. That's right. They moved it back. Yeah. Never mind. Look, I used to punt. I was I was the punter. I was a punter in high school. Oh shit. So, but there's a difference between punting and, and, and field goal kicking. Big difference. Yeah, I could do neither. As Young Ho, as Young Ho Cool showed you. Oh, yeah, that first one was like 20, 20, yeah. 25 yard foot. Dude, it's like you, you got a leg for those field goals. Those punts is different. And oh, vice versa. Oh, yeah, dude, Janae. Like one's take... a front kick, one's a side kick. Like a side shuffle kick. It's, it's different. But. What's not different, I'm sorry, what's also different is Taylor Heineke. He's a different animal. He's cool under pressure. He can make all these. Every week he shows a different throw. And I just go, man, I don't remember the last time anyone on this team made that throw. Like, I hate to say this. I I really hate to say this, but man, Jay Gruden would have loved to have him throwing the fade. You know, Jay Gruden loved that fade. Kirk Cousins could throw the fade with mama. He's still And I wasn't mad at Kirk for not being able to throw a fade. I'm mad at Jay Gruden because he kept fucking calling the fade. Well, you know you don't have a quarterback to throw the fade. He called that shit in his sleep. To catch a fade. Yeah, he called that in his sleep for some reason. He wake up just calling a fade. Dude, it's like, you know where it's going every time. You know, every single time we get to the end zone, the ball was sailing 10 yards over Pierre Garçon's head. <laughs> Every single time, because Cousins can't throw that fucking pass. Oh, I don't want to bring up those 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 days again. Yeah, get those days. Let's focus on what we have. Yeah, I need to get the fade and the slant and the out and the go and the post and the curve. How about that pass that he threw it? He threw it. He threw it up. But how about that pass he threw to trust? I, I even give McLaurin a lot of credit for fighting through that, not getting pushed out of bounds, coming under. Because I'm like, this is clearly going to get intercepted. There's two, there, at least a defender sees this clearly. I mean, you got your eyes on it. You see it. Nope. He comes around, and I guess that the defender didn't think that he was going to make that catch and was right there. I mean, that was just... I don't think we've ever seen a play like that made in quite some time, especially for a touchdown. Yeah, I think that goes to Terry because uh, if you go back to the game against the Chargers when he made that phenomenal catch that nobody thinks he was going to make, 
he was like, I didn't even see the defender. I was so focused on the ball. And I think that's definitely benefiting me, especially on that play that he suited what he, I'm making up words now. He saw the way that the ball was coming out and the defenders was keyed on him. So he saw the ball. So he was able to make that play. And I think that's what it comes down to that he's more focused on the ball and not what the defender is doing because he just snatches the ball out of the air. You, you see the defender there, you know, the small window, but he had, he finds a way to make sure he gets that ball. And if he doesn't get I like it, how, how he gave him an opportunity to make that play too. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was a tough throw. But I, I just knew it was gonna be intercepted. But I didn't like the, I didn't like the throw. That's that's one of the throws I didn't like. I thought it was reckless. You gonna get that from him though? You gonna get that from him? Hurt? He gonna throw? He gonna throw? No, that's just him. No, no. You gonna and get his haters are his haters are hanging on to that pass. Like that should have been intercepted. I'm like dog, but it wasn't. But, but in my mind, in my mind, I'm like. It could have been. Oh man! I, when I saw it, I was like, "Oh God!" But then I then Terry worked underneath. Boom! I mean that you want sometimes you want your quarterback to. I mean Aaron Rodgers does it all the time, and I'm not trying to compare Heineke to Rodgers. I'm just for any top quarterback. I'm just saying the big time quarterbacks, Tom Brady. A lot of times they give their big time receivers an opportunity to make a play, and he sure he threw it up, but he threw it up to his best receiver and said, Lord, I hope you can make a play. <laughs> and he made a play. I ain't going to argue about that. Sometimes yeah, you I'm, not, I'm not even. I'll say this, though. That play is... It's, I'm glad to see it because there's only one complaint that I could ever have about Terry McCorm. Ever have about him. And that's that he fades away from the ball. Like... He doesn't go toward the ball and catch it. He lets the ball come to him, and he falls back. Because in his mind, he's looking to grab the ball, and he's already thinking about what move he's going to make up field, which yep. is great, except for when you have a defender who's keying in on the ball. Yep. Like that interception we threw against um, the Giants. Like, that it was, was Heineken, terrible. but it was him, too. Hmm? It was Heineke, but it was him too. Oh, Heineke was staring the ball, staring them down, staring them down. But if, if if Terry's snatching the ball out of the air, that's an incomplete pass, or it's a completion. It's not an interception. Yeah. He's fading back and let the receiver and let the defender come up. So on this play, he did just the opposite. He came up and got the ball. Yep. Which is great because if he had waited for it to come to him, it could have got smacked or worse. We'll see the ironic And today is. we're talking about maybe Taylor's not the guy. We're one and three. But we're two and two, and he is the guy. Yeah. We need that victory because if we can steal the victory in New Orleans next week, and New Orleans looks beatable, if we can steal that victory, it would give us the much needed cushion going up against Hitters Row the next three weeks. Yeah. True. But the funny thing about both those plays you just broke down, I worked this week and last week it didn't with the interception. Both plays, he missed the running back sitting in the flat wide open. You so, right about that, though. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't argue with that one. I ain't going to lie. He he missed. He definitely missed that for sure. So, I mean, it was this great. This week it was a good miss? But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying I like the play. And I'm usually not for these 
throw it up for grabs, but sometimes you got to have those every now and then. And Especially when you don't trust the player. <laughs> exactly. He threw it to his best player. He didn't throw it to uh, Cam Sims or somebody. You know what I mean? He threw it to his best player. His best player made a play. No doubt, no doubt. All right, let's get to this uh, defense and uh, with the lack thereof sometimes in the game. Uh, we spoke about the penalty, the, some of the bad calls. I got to talk about those uh, phantom pass interference calls that they called. On key third downs, I, I, I'm like, but you don't call anything on the other side when you see all the hand fighting and stuff going on. But you call it on our guys. It, it, I mean, I know they didn't. One time he turned his head. That's where they picked the flag. I'm glad they did that. But a couple of times, they got to turn their head when the ball is at the end. But you also have to have the judgment to sometimes put the flag away. And it's like, I see him put the flag away when it's, you know, against our team, but when it's our team against somebody else, they tend to call a penalty, which really, you know, pisses everybody off, including myself. But the defense definitely has to do better. We saw some improvement. Uh, as Dujanay mentioned, we actually saw a stunt, and that's where they got the sack on when they did a stunt. And unfortunately, we didn't see it again the rest of the game. <laughs> And it's like I'm starting to feel like we're in Jay Gruden uh, Twilight Zone where something works and you never see it again. And uh, it's, it's boggling my mind along with us still giving a five to six yard cushion playing zone when you have man corners. I don't understand the logic behind that. And like you said, it hurt. They started blitzing early and you didn't see it again. So I'm, I'm as an ex-defensive like, coordinator, like, I'm lost. It's like Jay Group used to do this sometimes too. It's like a shut the fuck up play. It's like you guys keep complaining about me not doing this, not doing that. So I'm gonna do it. I remember when Jay Gruden spitefully, spitefully from the three yard line, he lined up Adrian Peterson in the I formation. Spitefully. Cause he talked about how much he hated I formation. He did just be like, Okay, y'all shut the fuck up and then we were done. Never saw it again. Never saw it again. Um, All this Jay Gruden talk, I got to reach for the bottle. It, 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 it's, it's like it's like when he used to run the screen to the tight end and have the wide receivers blocking instead of running it to this wide receiver and have the tight end block. He did it right one time, and then we didn't see it again. Or he did it with the speedy back, and we didn't see it again. It, it's like, when I, saw the, when I saw the stunt, I'm like, okay, all right, all right, Del Rio got the message. And then I guess his pager broke. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, 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 what are we doing? It's working. You gonna stop doing it? What? It, I, I don't. I don't understand it. Something works. Go back to it. Jay Gruden, same thing. Oh, I play work. We'll try to get in three weeks. <laughs> they won't see it. It's it, it's it's two things that boggle my mind. Taking drives off with plays where you can just tell like you can tell we're like you can tell from the first play call oh, oh this is a punt drive this is this is maybe we get one first down then we're punting and you could tell when they're coming up to the line look at the score and i hate that i hate that to look at them and tell when one's going to happen i'm trying i'm trying to put my foot onto somebody's throat yeah. i don't know what we're saving it for are we saving it for hitters row because that would be awesome Can't save nothing. But the defense, man. something has to happen. Something something has to happen. Put more of Chase and Montez Sweat on the same side if you want. 
do something. I'd like to see the fearsome five some. I'd like to see a couple of plays with all five of the hitters in there. I'd like to see a play with Chase, Payne, Allen, Ionitis, and Sweat all on the same line. We saw it the first um we saw it the first uh game of the season one time. Didn't see it again. Yeah. But the four man rush, it's not working. And I don't know why everybody assumes that it should, because it's not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work for other teams either. Right. I mean, I, I just, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I said it's scheme. It's scheme. It, it's, I've been saying it's scheme, and it's very obvious that it's scheme. Just because of the other plays that they ran, the stunts they used, when they did blitz, this stuff was getting home. It was making noise. It was causing and wreaking havoc and creating difficulty. And then I just don't understand why we insist, why this team insists on Jack Del Rio, insists on running zone plays that are creating natural holes. I mean, the plays they're running are creating natural holes in the defense, giving easy pitch and catches to quarterbacks. I mean, how many times do you have to see that before you decide to change it? Now, how many times do you have to see that before you realize that um, this ain't working? Um, and it's not good for the, the corners that you have. Two, I'm tired of seeing Landon Collins out and covered. Can somebody send, give uh, Jack Del Rio the memo? Why is he out of coverage? He was out of coverage again. I mean, we know he can't cover. Dude couldn't cover his own shadow if he tried. So what are we doing there? I just don't understand these things. And that is the frustrating part that's hurting the Washington offense. Because you get 34 points like that, they, sh- they you can at least stop two touchdowns. Come on, man. Like, you have the ability to stop and hold people to 14, 17 points. So, Jack Del Rio, I'm just saying, I've been saying that the whole season beginning. It's on him. Now, those guys are out of, play- out of place every now and then, but this has been on him. And he's got he's got to own his own I have to own this. These press conferences where he's like, oh, nonchalant and acting like, you know, it's not a big deal. Oh, it is a big deal. Because your unit was supposed to come out ready, hot, and on fire. We saw that in the preseason. I don't know what happened. I have no idea what happened. And no people, it was not against twos and threes. Go back and watch the games. Those were against other people's ones, and they were dominated with simplicity. Wasn't nothing crazy going on. Simplicity. So what are we doing here? Just trying to figure that out. I don't know how long Jack keeps his job, but if it was me, if we about winning, that seat is hotter than a firecracker. If that dude won't fire the kicker for missing an extra point, you know, it's hard for him to fire Del Rio. Yeah, Maybe he takes over play calling duties, That's which would be awesome because he's a defensive coach. He can but I don't know if you take over play calling duties from a coach like Del Rio. Right. I think he's going to start um, giving assistance. Also, I would say one more thing about uh, Landon Collins. Would you rather would you rather see Landon Collins struggling to cover or struggling to tackle? Because right now he's not doing either one of them right. And that's that's remember we um they let go of like several people like Fabian Monroe. Um, and, and, Ooh, hey, and, hey, baby Monroe was sucking yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he made a couple plays though. Yesterday. They were picking on him. They knew what they were doing. Jimmy Moreland, 
They let go of Jimmy Moreland. And personally, I like the combination of Cam Curl and uh, who else was back there safety? Cam Curl. Uh, Jeremy Reeves. Yeah, they let Reeves. Yes, Reeves. I like that combination better than I like having Collins out there. Collins should be used like they tried to use Laurent Landry. Or and when they used um when they when when he was out there, uh the way they used um Josh Harvey Clemens as well, the hybrid linebacker. Yeah, yeah he and he was, he said he keeps saying he doesn't want to do that, but you know, we want you to tackle or cover. And if you can't do either, let's see you in there because you know there's always Troy Apke. Yeah, yeah, the great Troy Apke. Hey, Ron said that he's on a team primarily for special teams. <laughs> He's a cornerback only in dire situations. He's no longer a safety. He can very cornerback. I have nothing bad to say about special teams. <laughs> I must say he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. And we got to get special and, teams. And I'm also very happy to see Carter play his way into receiver. I, I was happy for him the way I was happy when they started throwing passes to Brandon Banks. Mm. Yeah, we got to get Better him than Cam Sims. Yeah, no, dude. No. They, went to him, they went to him on a, on a big play. It wasn't third down. It was like second and 16 or something like that. He got it done. He hung in there. He made the catch. Yeah. And, yo, I'm like, yo, let's let's see more of that. I think he just I think he just earned wide receiver four. You know what I'm saying? I think he just earned wide receiver four duties, and maybe he can move up a little bit. Yep. I mean. Because we don't, we don't, we don't have. A clear number three, a wide receiver. I, we, we, I, I'm happy to see that we have a clear number two. I'm, I'm very happy to see uh, Samuel come in there and do what he does. That was, that was unexpected. I didn't expect him to play all season. Um, when, when someone's injured, uh, when someone's injured, I have to say that when someone's injured. And they don't take any practice snaps and no preseason snaps. I expect they're going to be injured most of the season. So to see him back this game and contributing, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe it would be nasty if he's back full time. You have him and Terry on the field together because you already you already can't double team Terry anymore. Mm-hmm. And you see what happens when you can't double team him. And sometimes even when you do, yeah, that boy can fall. Just a quick yep. update on the Monday night football game that was uh, delayed due to lightning, which we're still trying to figure out because uh, it's a dome. But um, the Los Angeles Chargers are up on the Las Vegas Raiders, the last undefeated team in the league, uh, 7 nothing with uh, nine minutes left in the second quarter. Raiders have the ball. Derek Carr is moving, and I have Waller going, and he just caught a first-down reception. And I need uh, Waller and Jacobs to have a big night because I'm one and two, and I need to get to 500. And I'm going against Justin Herbert, the quarterback. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. But it's seven nothing with the Raiders driving, trying to tie the score. Uh, Cardinals are also undefeated, says Brian Brennan. Are the Cardinals? That's right. Yeah, they. I guess yeah. they're in the AFC. Yeah, but but let me tell you what: the Cardinals going to be the only undefeated team left because the Raiders. I, I think San Diego's special. You know, whenever. Look at this team, and I think to myself, was I wrong about them, or was I wrong about their opponents? And right now, I feel like I was wrong about their opponents. Um, the Chargers look like they're for real because they should have beaten Dallas. Their loss to Dallas was a fluke. 
referee help and fluke. And um you know, they've been they've been really get busy about uh, against everybody else. I think they're gonna dog walk the Raiders tonight. And, you know, it you feel less bad about that loss. Then turn around and see uh Buffalo put forty three up against Houston, forty three to nothing. It also makes me feel good about that loss. Like it's different when you lose to a bum. It's different when you lose to the Giants. The Giants don't win another game. You feel like he was bad as them. Wow. It, not to not to cut you off, but I'm watching the game. As I just mentioned, Waller made a first down catch on the crucial play. He spikes the ball out of bounds away from the defenders, but it was two defenders beside him to the right. He spiked the ball with his left hand. The ball went out of bounds, and they still flagged him for a 15-yard taunting call. No fun league. Bro, these referees, no. man. No, they've been letting that go. Like, that's, that seems petty. Bro, oh, these, it's very petty. These referees, man, they, this this is getting ridiculous, man. It gets I, worse I gotta, every year. I got to float out of here. Uh, you have any, any last questions? Uh, what do you see coming up with this game against the Saints? Like you said, the Saints look beatable. Uh, they'll be here, FedEx Field. Uh, Tyler Taylor will be back home. They had a crowd behind them. Do you uh think this team can get above five hundred and and be in Week Five? Here, here's what I think. Um, I think this is going to be the first game where I go against my preseason prediction. I think we beat the Saints, and I think we beat the Saints because we've been losing to superb quarterback play. I don't think they have that. I think I think um, they can be fooled. Um, I think the strength of their offense is Kamara. I think if you chew in on him and watch him on pass routes and out routes, we'll be okay as long as like, God, they had Patterson out there looking like Brian Mitchell. Hey, he got me. Like, I'm sorry, not Brian Mitchell. They had Patterson look like Brian Westbrook. That was the line. They had Patterson out there look like Brian Westbrook. Like, you have to chew in on him. You have to chew in. If you chew in on Kamara, I think we win. I think we beat them. Hey, he got me 36 points yesterday at fantasy. Who, Kamara? No, Patterson. Oh, Patterson. Well, yeah. <laughs> all, dude was all over the place. He was doing everything. Yeah, he was yeah, coming out the backfield. was crazy. Let me get out of here. But I think we can beat, I think we can beat the Saints. All right, Herb. Appreciate you taking the time, man. Handle your business. All right, guys. Y'all take it easy, Herb. All right. All right, dude, Janae, we got it back. Uh, uh, we went a little bit longer than I expected. We got Brian Brennan already in the booth waiting to talk some Nats and some postseason. His Yankees are going up against the Boston Red Sox, the, one of the most hated rivalries in Major League Baseball. So I know he's uh, chomping at the bit to talk about this major uh meeting of the Titans. Unfortunately, the Nats got swept by the Red Sox. I know Brown was probably rooting for the Nats in one of these games, but unfortunately, they weren't able to get the job done and play spoilers to the Red Sox. So, we have Brian coming on in probably about about five or ten minutes. We had to wrap up Washington football team talking now. I get Dujanae's take on what we got coming up against the Saints because, you know, he covers them also. So, we'll get the insider's take. So, Dujanae, Watching both of these teams, uh, Big Hurt mentioned about the non-stellar quarterback play. I'm still not sold on Winston even after that week one game when he had five touchdowns. But uh, what do you see from this game, and do you think the Washington football team can get above 500 
going into the as uh big hurt says hitters row coming up soon oh man if you asked me about three weeks ago i'd have told you no um and i'm not sure what i did in my preseason picks or who i picked here i think i probably picked the saints but um i i'm really starting to feel like they can my concerns though is that quarterbacks seem to get right with washington because of this natural lanes that they give wide receivers. Um, the good thing is that they don't have a lot to choose from, but they do have, you know, Callaway. Um, you know, you can expect, uh, you know, them to, to utilize the tight end a lot. You, It's really going to come down to making sure that they don't allow Kamar to get uh, too buck wild in the space. Um, you know, you have Traquan Smith, uh, you know, yeah. hit and miss. Uh, I, I trust Jameis's deep ball. Um, and I think that's those are areas where uh, Washington struggles. Um, we saw it with in the young quarterbacks earlier in the season, uh, the lanes that were given. And we, we saw it Sunday. Uh, there are some lanes given to Matt Ryan. Um, he was able to make some plays, but we did start to see some plays to be made on the football uh, by a lot of these corners as well. Um, with with um, with the struggles they have at quarterback, uh, and it really just boils down to the fact I, I don't think Jameis is horrible. I, I think he's lacking weapons on the outside, and people do not respect the guys they have on the outside. So when your offense centers around Kamara. It, it I mean, no Michael Thomas. I mean, who else? Someone else has to step up, and that doesn't consistently happen. Uh, defensively, they're basically the same type of defense as Washington is. Very helter skelter. You know, you don't know what you're gonna get from them down by down. They can uh, impose their will and be dominant, um, but they also can get gutted pretty badly. Um, I think Haneke's ability to make plays with his legs is going to be the difference maker uh, for for them offensively. Um, you know, you, they've got a got a plethora of weapons to 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 worry about. Um, I think Sammy Reyes is going to make it uh, make a hopefully make an issue and a problem for them. I think they they'll have some you know with uh, Ricky Seals Jones as well. They'll have some opportunities to take advantage of some things over the middle. Uh, those are things that the Saints struggle with. Uh, I I really feel like this is Washington's game to lose. I, the Saints just aren't where I thought they would be coming into this week against them. Um, you know, they had a good first outing, but they really haven't shown much. They got motorboated like two weeks ago. I mean, completely throttled by uh, the Panthers. So, um, and it didn't look good last week. Um, and I, I still feel the same way. I think riding high, uh, they got a real nice gutty win against the Falcons on the road. Um, and they'll have an opportunity to go against a team who really is kind of having the same struggles and inconsistencies a little bit when you look at their defense. Offensively, though, I think they're better than them. And, um, I think Washington football team fans can be, um, I think they can be positive about the possibilities of, of getting a win here and getting over 500. 
Um, I'm not going to pick them in my pick pick them until they can prove it to me. Although I might change it at the last minute. Um, and I'm willing to take that loss all day, every day. Um, if they win, you know, I'm okay with it. But uh, I really think they have an opportunity to win this game. Um, you saw 34 points this past week. And I don't think the Saints defense is any better or worse than the Falcons. So, like I said, I think they're right there with what Washington has been showing on defense, if not a little bit worse at times. Because, um, I mean, you know, Washington got beat a little bit, but I don't think they've gotten they, – they haven't gotten beaten as a team like the Saints have in some of these games. So um, I like Washington. I really do. I really like them. And I think that uh, I really am leaning towards that. They will win. I'm, I'm feeling the same way. Hopefully the defense can figure itself out. You know, you don't have Drew Brees back there. You got Winston back there. You know, I'm still going to rag on the third interceptions. You know, you can definitely pick them off, get some turnovers. And that's one thing this defense has lacked. And everyone was expecting that defense to get right against Atlanta, but they have some weapons. I'm hoping this defense to get right against the Saints with uh, Winston having a you know couple of turnovers, maybe even a pick six. I'm not going to go too deep into it because that's what my pregame show is for. So. They have to. They have to. If they, I mean, we we know it's murder's row after this. I mean, it's it's a gauntlet of games that could be ugly. Some of them could be ugly. And, I, and I'm not even going to even say offensively because they've proven they can score. Just defensively, they could be ugly. Um, and they could be shootouts or they could be blowouts. Who knows? But if they can get some momentum, take advantage of a team that I believe offensively they're better than, uh, it, it, it'll definitely help. It'll definitely help for sure. Uh, you know, to start off that that murder row of teams that they're going to have to face, starting with the Chiefs. Yeah, well, remember I made my bold prediction last year against the undefeated Steelers that the Washington football team beat them, and everyone thought I was crazy. So in this next in this next hitter's row, I'm going to pull one out that might shock some folks, and the Washington football team is going to have my back again. So stay tuned. Out of the hitters' row of Kansas City, Green Bay, and some of these top enchilant so-called teams, I'm going to predict the upset that no one is going to see in the Washington football team is going to come through because this team has potential. They just have just to don't let that be that first one though. I, right now, I don't see it. I yeah, see Kansas City. I mean, yeah. all I, gotta say, I just got two <laughs> words: Tyreek Hill. I mean, the human justice. That I mean. That's the that's the most perfect nickname for any football player that can do what he does is the human joystick. Because no matter where he is on the field, that man can score. And I'm glad I got him on my team because, like I said, he got me 36 points yesterday. I got to ask you a question. Uh, so when you look at Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. he, he is out of this world. Like It's like watching like somebody with good Madden handles work a player like the stuff he does the the i'm gonna run full speed hit the brakes i'm a backpedal and then i'm gonna turn to the side and i'm gonna fling it down the field 50 yards to a wide open guy because everybody's trying to come after him the dude does some insane stuff you think you got him wrapped up and nope 
and it's and sometimes it can be 60, 70 yards later, you're looking at the back of his jersey and it's a touchdown. That dude is absolutely sick with his handles. Yeah, I was watching last year when they when we played the Cardinals and yeah, that dude was impressive. That's the first you know, I don't watch college. I wait till they get to the pros and yeah, that dude was impressive. Well, I didn't see the, you know, I saw they beat the Rams, which killed me and you know, it's been another bad with two bad weeks in a row and pick 'em. I'm in fourth place now. It's crazy. Me too. I, know, I had a man. hard drop this week, buddy. Yeah, shout out to Paul the boxing guy. He's in first place. He was supposed to come on tonight to talk some boxing with the uh, Wilder Fury three coming up this weekend, but uh the army of uh, kids he has uh, took over, and he sent me a text sending SOS that, uh, you know, he wasn't going to make it on, but, uh, you know, he's still trying to fight. You know, he got all them kids, man. They're going to jump him eventually. I told him he got it. That's why he's a boxing guy. He's in the gym every day because he got to fight off all them kids he got. You know, like, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting how all this falls out. But, um mm-hmm. I'm I'm rooting for the Washington football team to, you know, win two in a row and go in there, you know, hit his road with Mahomes and, and Aaron Rodgers coming up. That's a you know, hint. If you watch the show, you know who I'm going to say the upset is going to be against. I don't think Aaron Rodgers, I don't think the Packers are as good as they have appeared. I thought they should have been beat on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Pittsburgh is obviously, uh, team. you know, Pooberg, so um, you know, I, I I don't think they're as good as I don't think the Green Bay is good as they are. So, uh, yeah, I know where I know where you're leaning, and I don't I I I, I agree with you on that. One. Yeah. I do. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is good as he's put out there, and I don't think that team is good as they put out there either. Definitely, definitely, I agree. But uh, yeah, I'll break it down more on a pregame show uh, Sunday. I've been going on about ten ten thirty in the morning before I head over to the studio for the post game and at the bar radio at six o'clock. So uh I'll break it down more on my pregame show on Sunday. Dude, you know I can't talk for some reason. I know I'm tired. I can't talk about Dude Janae, let the folks know what you're working on and what uh new what shows you got coming up and what you're gonna be talking about on your podcast. Well um we're gonna talk about uh the Saints football team matchup. Uh, we'll be doing that hopefully on the breakdown this week uh, on the Not Bland Show, which is on Ghostcast. Uh, we will be talking about the seven uh, highlights from sun- from this past Sunday. Um, we'll get into some uh, drag racing talk as they'll be back at it again um, in Dallas uh, for the next. I think this is the uh, f- this will be the fourth playoff race. So uh, we'll be after three to go. So. Um, it'll be it'll be fun. Um, shout out to uh, Bubba Wallace for getting that W. Uh, that's my guy. Um, you know, first win, the win Dega. That's pretty cool. Um, wish I was able to see it. Would have been able to see it if it happened on Sunday. But uh, either way, happy for him. Um, but yep, that's what we got going on. I'm kind of in the podcast mode, man. No writing here. So uh, check the breakdown out on all uh, major podcasting and. Uh, you know, apps and uh, like I said, not bland show on Ghostcast, uh, and hopefully we'll have a show tomorrow um, talking about the seven fun things, fun facts uh, that uh, took place this past Sunday. Appreciate it as always. I, I kind of miss writing. I just don't have the time to write anymore. I kind of miss writing. But uh, appreciate it as always. You taking the time out. 
make sure you go check him out. You can uh, find his uh, his uh, show links on our page on sportsochp.com. Click on the podcast partners button that Robbie has so nicely put up there. You can click on it and get all the dudes and A's shows that he's on. Uh, also, I forgot to give a shout out at the beginning of the show. Uh, the Robbie G and uh, Liz, his wife, they had their second child this weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Zara Elizabeth Gross, I believe it is, the newest member of Team Sports OTHP. So, you know, she'll be rocking some Sports OTHP baby apparel soon. And we get some nice cute pictures and everything. I already hit Robbie up about that. But uh, you can make sure you, uh, you know, Robbie, appreciate all your contributions. We're going to miss you for the next few months. But, you know, we have a great team that's going to help cover. Uh, Hockey season upcoming. Luckily, just the well, not luckily, but you know, it's the last week of the Nats regular season baseball. So, you know, I get a little break until hockey season starts for like a week, and then I'll be back on it. We'll have Anna coming back on to talk hockey as always. But, uh, yeah. Dijanae, I'll let you get out of here. Uh, All right, brother. Yeah, it's 14 nothing. Chargers are up on the Raiders right now. Her prediction might be coming right. And I'm down two points now because Herbert and Thone for two touchdowns, and Waller and Jacobs have done nothing. But, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do a quick segment before we get Brian Brennan on talking Nats. I'm going to play a quick two-minute uh, little video of Renegade. As I mentioned, he'll be performing in West Virginia on the 9th this weekend, opening up for Tory Lanes. I will be in the building, so make sure you get your tickets. we got a shuttle bus going up, 50 for the tickets for the show, 20 for the shuttle bus. Inbox me, hit me up if you're trying to go. It's going to be fun. It's going to be live. Come check it out. I'm about to play this quick little video before we get in the Nats talk and baseball playoffs with Brian Brennan, and he'll be on in a second. And uh, we'll be back. Dujanae, appreciate you coming on, bro. All right, thanks a lot, brother. Later. I'll let you. She all in the village, she giving me sex I got a slack, swell my ass Count up on the moon, that's a digital dash Amen, just losing, I'm living these facts Never go wrong if I got me a stash I could never ever live in the past I gotta wake up and go get the fat I gotta go ahead and give up this match She all in the village, she giving me sex I got a slack, swell my ass Count up on the moon, that's a digital dash Amen, just losing, I'm living these facts Never go wrong if I got me a stash I could never ever live in the past But, but I dish it like I give it and go Counting money while I chill at the stove How I deliver, I've been at the door it's up to you how business will go. That 36 I get for the low. Count it up, no feelings will show. Spend so much, gotta get it some more. When they hands out, I just give them a note. How they, how they always talk about me, but a nigga stand out. Watch out, watch out how you really walk up to me, that's a man down. All these niggas got these drums with them like a band now. I've been doing what I want, that's what you can't doubt. I've been just feeling myself. Do I just really need help? I got my weight up. I be just telling myself. I got love for all of my dogs. I take a pay cut. Some niggas gon' really gon' ride. Some niggas gon' really gon' slide. So go say a prayer. We ain't never got a slap five. Nigga, just pay your ties and call me the mayor. I gotta wake up and go get the bread. I gotta go ahead and clip up the smash. She all in the village. She giving me sex. I got a slack. Swell my ass. Count up on the move. That's a digital dash. Amen, just losing. I'm living these facts. Never go broke if I got me a stash. I could never ever live in the past. I gotta wake up and go get the bread. I gotta go ahead and clip up the smash. She all in the village, she giving me sex. I got a slack, swell on my ass. Count up on the move, that's a digital dash. Amen, just losing, I'm living these facts. Never go broke if I got me a stash. I could never ever live in the past.
That's right. That's my that's Renegade seven oh three living the past. One of his new tracks coming out. He'll probably be performing that this weekend, as I mentioned up in uh West Virginia, uh Martinsburg, West Virginia. As I said, if you're trying to get tickets, hit me up. Tory Lanes will be in the building. He's opening up for Tory Lane, so it's gonna be a live show. Gonna have some fun, so make sure you come check it out. That's his latest that uh he just dropped. So make sure you check it out. Stream it on all platforms. Go check him out. Renegade seven oh three. Brian B, what's going on, bro? We got the final week of Nets talk for the regular season because uh unfortunately the Nets didn't make the playoffs. Your Yankees are, you know, playing in a do or die game on uh Wednesday, I believe, against the hated so tomorrow. It's it's tomorrow. Tuesday, tomorrow. Okay. Against the hated Red Sox. So I know you're uh I know you can't wait for the game tomorrow. But before we get into that, you know, you have postseason baseball in your future, hopefully. You know, even the Nets fans don't really have that for, for this season. But uh, how are you doing tonight? You know, you biting your nails. You getting ready for the big game tomorrow, man. Uh, I'm doing well, CP3. Thanks for having me on. Um, yes, I am extremely nervous um, <laughs> for the game tomorrow. Um, it all comes down to this, this crazy up and down season for the Yankees. It's just been a wild, uh, at times chaotic season. It comes all, all the way down to just one game against your most hated team. I couldn't ask for anything more, man. Uh, but also, I, I would like to um, echo what you just said a few minutes ago. Congratulations to Robbie and Liz uh, on the birth of their child. Congratulations, guys. Can't wait to meet little Zara. And, um, yeah, man, thanks for having me on. No problem, no problem. You know we got to have you. didn't have you on last week, so we got to have you on for the last week of the regular season, especially with the, like I said, the Nats unfortunately not making the playoffs. Uh, they ended the season 65 and 97. At least they didn't win a hundred. At least they didn't lose a hundred games. Right? That's the way I'm trying to look at it. At least they didn't lose a hundred games. The Pirates lost a hundred once, so at least they didn't lose a hundred games. But we did come in behind the Marlins, <laughs> bottom Ooh. of the NL East. That's yeah, that's not good. But uh, the last ten, they were two out of eight. Atlanta won the division, so congrats to the Braves and folks that's tuning in and watch the Braves. We've talked about, you know, a quality team that they have. You know, they didn't have to make some of the moves that we had this year. So they win a division and the Mets, you know. Top of division, what was it? For almost a hundred. A hundred and three days, I think yeah, it was. hundred and three days and still ends up under five hundred. So <laughs> You're the Mets. I'm never gonna have fear of you guys. So yeah, it is what it is. But if you finish behind you, so we can't really talk too much trash. But uh, we were hope I was hoping for a better showing in the last week. I mentioned that they got swept by the Red Sox at home for the final uh, home series. I was hoping they could play, you know, spoilers to somebody, you know. But unfortunately, uh, they didn't. They ended up going one and six in the last week, and ended up twenty three and a half games out of first place. It's not a good place to be. But uh, let's go ahead and quickly wrap up this last week and get into some postseason talk. Some more livelier things, you know, that uh, at least someone has some hope for some you know, postseason success. Uh, the first series of the week was against Colorado. Uh, they won the first game of the series, five and four. Uh, Josiah Gray earned his second career major league victory that put him at two and two on the season. He went five and a third, giving him four hits, three runs, four strikeouts with three walks. Uh, Jermaine Marquez, Marquez took the loss. 
that dropped him to 12 and 11. He went five innings, giving up six hits, four runs, and four strikeouts in one walk. And Tanner Rainey earned his third save of the season, uh, going one inning, giving up one hit, one run, but no strikeouts in the walk. Uh, Escobar went three for five with the RBI single. Juan Soto well, went one for four with the Fielder's Choice RBI. And Luis Garcia went two for four with the two run RBI single. Uh, second game of the series was a three to one loss. Uh, Kyle Freeland earned the victory for Colorado. That put him at seven and eight. He went six and two thirds, giving up six hits, one run, three strikeouts, and four walks. Uh, Patrick Corbin took the loss. That drops him to nine and sixteen. He went six innings, giving up six hits, two runs, with nine strikeouts and two walks. And Carlos Estevez got the save. That was his tenth of the season. He went one inning, giving up no hits, no runs, with no strikeouts, with one walk. And for the low run, Logan Thomas, who went 0 for 3, drew a basis loaded walk for the low run for the Nationals. And the last game of the series was a 10 to 5 loss. Uh, Ashton Gardner earned the victory. That put him at 2 and 2. He went 2 and 2 thirds, giving him one hit, no runs, and four strikeouts and two walks. And Mason Thomas, Thompson, I'm sorry, took the loss. That dropped him to 1 and 3. He didn't record it out. He gave up one hit. Two runs with no strikeouts and one walk. Uh, Logan Thomas went two for five with a two-run RBI single. Luis Garcia went one for three with the RBI double. And Juan Soto went one for four with the RBI single. Uh, I didn't really get a chance to catch too much of this series. You know, I was keeping track of the score. But, you know, Colorado, you know, better team. Nats still, you know, trying to find themselves with all the youth they put on the field, getting experience. Got to give a shout-out to... Uh, Thomas, Lane Thomas, he's been excellent uh, replacing uh, Victor Robles. A lot of Nats fans were upset with Robles uh, at the plate and stellar in the outfield. But uh, Thomas has, you know, some promise in the outfield and it definitely has been uh, raking at the plate. That's been one of the complaints about Robles. You know, hit two, 230 with one home run and like three RBIs, you know. So... Like I said, this team is rebuilding. It's not going to take them as long as it did in the first place to, you know, get to where they're in the promised land when they won the World Series. But, you know, it's going to need some patience. Uh, Brian, let me ask you. I didn't get to check. Did uh, Juan Soto win the NL batting uh, title again this year, or did he come up uh, short? I did not. I'm not sure, actually. I will check that. I'll get back to you. Give me one second. All right. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think he – I know he was in the running, but he did uh, in this last series against the Red Sox. He did have uh, some struggles at the plate, so – I know him, Trey Turner, and I can't remember the third person that was fighting. It was Turner. Turner won. Turner won. Yeah. Damn. That's a bummer, man. That Damn sucks. Dodgers. <laughs> Damn Dodgers. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. It still just doesn't feel right. They showed Max Scherzer at the Chargers-Raiders game tonight. It just doesn't feel right that these guys are in L.A. now. Ah, I just, you know, if they had went anywhere else, I'd have been cool with it. Even when I forgot the other team they were rumored to go to, San Diego, I believe. I'd have been yeah, happy San with Diego. San, I'd have been happy with them in San Diego. But the fact that they're in L.A., I hate to say this, but Trey Turner and Max Scherzer are dead to me. Ooh. Oh, man, that's tough to hear. That's I tough to hear. I followed them on Instagram and everything. It's, oh. it, it just hurts to see them in that damn blue, Brian. I just can't do it. That's like if, uh, let's see, 
I know I ain't gonna say Derek Jeter. Yeah, let's say let's say Derek. I was gonna Jeter. say don't don't say anything you can't take back. Right. I was gonna say now. let's say Derek Jeter was in a Boston Red Sox uniform. Ah. Exactly. Ah. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Mm, not right. Not right. That, that's how I feel about the Dodgers. That's like, ah, uh, because all those times that Kershaw beat us, and it's like, ah, uh, you had to, they had to go to the Dodgers. So I mean, if they get another ring, I'm, I'm just, I'm just hard for me. Even all the videos or the highlights that those guys provided for the Nets, it's hard for me to watch those times because I know yeah. they're in blue. It, it's I complete. You know, I know how hard it is. Those guys were great and they won the world series in dc they're legends in this town and for it to end the way it did i know we talked about it when it happened but for it to end the way it did with pretty much everybody from the 2019 team getting traded i understand why you guys are frustrated i i i know i i know people like robbie people like robbie have said like you know the nats are dead to them and things like that but like <laughs> I, I i get it kind of i would be mad too if you traded literally all your good players especially to a team like the dodgers yeah it hurts oh, <laughs> what hurts even more is herbert and throwing for a third touchdown jesus yeah, Hurt might be right. The Raiders might be getting. See, I'm not a John Gruden fan, but like I said, I got two of his players on my squad trying to win tonight, and yeah, it's not looking good. So yeah, Hurt might be right. Damn it! All right, let's get back into baseball and talk. Like I'm taking a loss and pick them and in fantasy this week. Jeez, it's been a rough two weeks in football. All right, let's get to this uh, unfortunate three-game sweep by the Boston Red Sox that has put them into the playoff wild card against the Yankees. Uh, the first game was a 4-2 loss by the Nats. Eduardo Rodriguez earned his 12th victory of the season. That put him at 12-8. and eight. He went five innings, giving him five hits with no runs, six strikeouts, and three walks. Josh Rogers took his second loss, which evened his record to 2-2. Two and two. He uh, went six innings, giving him seven hits, four runs, three strikeouts, and three walks. And Hansel Robles uh, earned his 13th save of the season. Going one inning, giving him no hits, no runs, no strikeouts, or walks. Uh, Escobar went two for five with a solo home run, and Jody Mercer went one for four. <clears throat> Excuse me, with a solo home run to account for the two runs for the Nets. Uh, the second game of the series was a five to three loss. Uh, Austin Davis earned the victory for Boston and put him at one and two. He went two thirds of an inning, giving up one hit, two runs, uh, no strikeouts, and a walk. Tanner Rainey took the loss. That dropped him to one and three. He went one in, one in, and giving up two hits, three runs, three strikeouts with two walks. And Hansel Robles earned his 14th save of the season, going one in and giving up no hits, no runs, with one strikeout and no walks. Uh, Juan Soto had a sacrifice fly for RBI and Andrew Stevenson with two for four with the two run home run. The Nats gave up four runs in the top of the ninth. It was a 1 1 game. And Stevenson answered with a two-run home run in the bottom of the ninth to make it a 5-3 total. And the last game of the series and the last game of the season for the Nets was a 7-5 loss. Eduardo Rodriguez earned his 13th uh, victory of the season, putting him at 13-8. He went an inning, giving him no hits, no runs, with a strikeout and no walks. Kyle Finnegan earned the loss that dropped him to 5-9. He went a third of an inning, giving up one hit, two runs, one of those earned with one strikeout and one walk. And Nick Pavetta earned his first save of the season going one inning, giving up no hits, no runs with a strikeout and no walks. Uh, Mercer had a 
uh, went one for four with the RBI double. Uh, Zim had a bases loaded walk, and uh, Baylor had a two-run RBI double with one for four. Uh, the Nats gave up a two-run home run in the top of the ninth to Devers to give the Red Sox the game. It was a 5-5 tie going into the ninth, and uh, they were able to get those extra runs to put them over the top and push them to the playoff wildcard game against the Yankees. Uh, the Nationals, uh, you know, like I say, 65-97. and 97, You know, we reached the promised land two years ago, and now, you know, because we, as I mentioned, when we did the major trades at the trade deadline, you know, they traded away some of their young talent down in the minors to get some key pieces to help win the World Series. So now they have to retool the minor leagues. They've got prospects. I mentioned Josiah Gray, uh, Luis Garcia, Juan Soto, of course, and a couple of other prospects that's played towards the end of the season that, you know, got some experience in the majors. And now they're going to the offseason, you know, ready to do it again next year. So uh, this team isn't as bad off as, you know, most fans think with them, you know, trading, as Brian said, most of the World Series team, but you got Strasburg hopefully coming back from the injury. Hopefully Corbin can rebound from this abysmal season that he's had. He couldn't find a slider to save his life this year. And, um, you know, hopefully another year uh, Joe Ross can, you know, come back and gain some consistency. We saw some great performances from him on the mound, but we saw some bad ones also. Uh, they got Josiah Gray. You know, he's the number 40 prospect in the majors. They got him through the Scherzer trade. So, I mean, there's there's talent on this team. They just have to get together. Also mentioned David Martinez. You know, he was given a team with, you know, veterans and young rookies that's basically ready to make it to the World Series. Now he's learning to be a manager, how to develop a team to get him back to that level. So, you know, between the manager and it, and experience on the players and new players. So it's not going to be as bad as most fans, you know, think it's going to be in long layoff before they can get back to being, a, you know, even talking about playoffs or contender. But, yeah, the Nets aren't too bad off. So, you know, bear with us next year. Things, you know, be better. And got to mention uh, Mr. National Ryan Zimmerman. Uh, I watched the video of him taking his first – Played appearance yesterday at the stadium and the fans, you know, giving him a standing ovation and bringing him to tears pretty much. It's not guaranteed that he won't be here next year, but, you know, there's talk of him coming back for one more year. But uh, it would be, you know, if this is his last, you know, game as a national, you know, he's been a lot to this team. First national drafted to the Washington franchise and, you know, was able to, you know, make it to the top of the world and winning the World Series before he, you know, leaves the game. If he chooses to stay, definitely love his, you know, leadership, his bat, and, you know, the things that he can bring to these young players that's learning how to play the game. But uh, definitely got to take your hat off to this guy, you know, Virginia kid, went to University of Virginia, drafted by the Nats, been in the area his whole life. Great foundation with the, you know, for his mom with the muscular dystrophy. So, uh, you know, all around good guy. You know, I would love to get an interview with him. I might, I might try to, you know, get the wits. But, uh, yeah, it would be a shame, you know, to see him retire. But, you know, it is what it is. But if he comes, I think he might come back because he still got some baseball in him. But, uh, Brian, what did you uh, – I know you were rooting for the Nationals in this series against the Red Sox, and unfortunately they didn't come through and help out your Yankees. But uh, what did you take away from – I know you were probably watching off and on. What did you see in any of the series? And – uh. Like I say about Ryan Zimmerman, you're a baseball guy, so I know you probably have uh, some appreciation for Mr. National. 
Yeah, um, so as far as the series goes, as a Yankee fan, I was really hoping for some help from the Nationals personally. Uh, going into this weekend, uh, the Yankees had a two-game lead for the first wild card. Um, and unfortunately, the Yankees lost two games to the Rays this weekend. And the Red Sox, by virtue of sweeping the Nationals, moved ahead of the Yankees for the first wild card, which means the game tomorrow is at Fenway instead of Yankee Stadium. So I was I was really hoping for the Nationals to win at least one of the games. I was really excited on Sunday when I saw that they had a 5-1 lead. I was like, great. I'm like, all right, cool. The Yankees had already won. So I was like, okay, great. So just please don't blow it like you always do, Nationals. Please just hold on one time. It's the last game of the season. Hold on and win this thing. I even said that in my group chat with Robbie and Champ and all those guys. And Robbie was like, "Don't get your hopes up. The Nationals are gonna, the Nationals are gonna blow it. Like, don't put your faith in the Nationals." And Robbie was right. The Nationals blew the game. Uh, they gave up the home run to Devers, and that was it. So the Yankees are going to Fenway on Tuesday because the Nationals didn't win a single game against the Red Sox this weekend. And Closes out what has been overall a pretty depressing season for the Nationals. You know, we already talked about all the trades. Um, you know, the attendance was down massively this season. I know COVID played a factor, but still, attendance was when it did open to 100%. Attendance was way down this year. There was the shooting outside the stadium in July. There was just a lot of depressing stuff that happened this year for the Nationals. And uh, if I were a Nationals fan, I'd be pretty happy that the season is over. I I agree with you that I don't think the rebuild's going to take forever, but I do think it's going to take some time. They are definitely it's not going to happen overnight, um, unless they you know make a huge splash in free agency, which the Nationals have done. I mean, we've seen them bring in Jason Worth, we've seen them bring in Scherzer. They've made big free agent signings before, but. I still think this is going to take some time. This is going to be a bit of a project for the Nationals for the next couple of years. Um, so, yeah, again, I, I wish the Nationals had helped out the Yankees this weekend, but it wasn't meant to be. Uh, and as far as Zimmerman goes, um, he's a legend in D.C. Um, he is Mr. National, like you said. He is one of the faces of this franchise, one of the greatest players this franchise has ever had. Uh, he's the leader in a lot of statistical categories for this franchise. Uh, I think games played, he's the all-time leader for the Nationals slash Expos franchise, which is incredible. Um, to me, I, I did see the send-off he got at the park yesterday, and to me, that felt like it was it. Like, that felt like it was fine, like it's done. And I always felt like, you know, no offense to Zimmerman, I always felt like he should have retired on top after they won the World Series. Um, he didn't play last year in the COVID-shortened season. And I'm glad he came back. I am glad he came back, but I just always felt like it would have been a storybook ending for him to go out on top as the 2019 World Series champion. Um, but I'm glad he got the send-off he got yesterday. It was cool to see his wife and his, his children in the stands at Nats Park giving him a standing ovation. You could tell he was really emotional. And, um, yeah, I have nothing I have nothing but respect for Ryan Zimmerman and a great career for him. Yeah, I'm definitely going to miss him if he's there. I think he's going to be there because, like I said, he didn't play last year. And, you know, he was playing sparingly this year. Didn't, you know, feel too much. And, uh, you know, with Josh Bell on the roster, they got him into the lineup right now and again. So I think he still got some baseball in him that he probably will come back. They'll probably sign him to another one-year deal, you know, league minimum or whatever, and he'll probably play another season before he uh, 
uh, rides off into the sunset. I'm sure he doesn't want to end his career with a 65 and 97 record. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking he's going to come back. But you know, well, that, that's why I thought he should have retired after the World Series because that would have yeah, been like yeah. the perfect way to go out. And then, unfortunately, I mean, you can't predict COVID. Yeah. I mean, we nobody saw that coming. But I, I and at the same time, that I he had an opportunity, I feel, to end his career on the World Series win. And while I'm glad he did come back and he got a chance to get that ovation yesterday, I always just felt like 2019 should have been like the storybook send-off for Zim. Yeah, it would have been storybook. But when you love the game, you love the game. He wasn't ready. No doubt. Yeah, so he, he I, like I said, I think he still got He still, he's, you can still see the love for the game. And so I think he'll probably come back one more season. That's just my feeling. No, no, nothing, honestly. But that's just my feeling. Uh, and on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. The last session of Nationals Talk for Sports OTHP in Season 6. Brian, let the folks know what you got going on with your podcast and what you got coming out soon. Yeah, so um, I actually took a couple weeks off uh, from my podcast. Um, I I had a wedding to go to this weekend. Uh, I was a groomsman and the official wedding announcer. Shout out to my friends, Pat and Becca. Um, Congratulations on getting married. But I was focused on that pretty much for the last two weeks. I didn't really have time to do a podcast, but I'm coming back this week. Um, I'll probably do a recap of the wild card game on, um, and the NL wild card game as well, which is the Dodgers and the Cardinals. And then I'll probably do a, a playoff preview. Um, I also started a second podcast, uh, which is about Ted Lasso, which is my favorite TV show. If you've never seen Ted Lasso, please watch it. It's an amazing show. It's the greatest show ever. And, uh, I decided to start a podcast about it because I just, love it so much and i just love talking about it so uh it's called the hope that kills you podcast so if you're interested in ted lasso check out my second podcast once again congratulations to uh robbie and liz congratulations to my friends pat and becca who i watched get married this weekend uh carol thanks for having me on let's go yankees boston sucks have a good night Hi, right, Brian. appreciate it as always thanks for taking the time out and giving you a great insight in baseball and everything and uh, we about to get out of here. I'm tired. It's been a long weekend. It's been a long day. Go check out sportsothp.com for all the latest content. Sportsothp, DC sports are the politics. It's not just a catchphrase. It's not just a motto. It's what we do. She all in the village, she giving me sex I got a slack, swept my ass Count up on a move, that's a digital dash Images losing, I'm living these fast Never go broke cause I got me a stash I could never ever live in the past I gotta wake up and go get the fat I gotta go ahead and give up this match She all in the village, she giving me sex I got a slack, swept my ass Count up on a move, that's a digital dash Images losing, I'm living these fast Never go broke cause I got me a stash I could never ever live in the past But I dish it like I give it and go Cut money while I chill at the stove How I deliver, I been at the door it's up to you how business will go That 36 I get for the low Count it up, no feelings will show Spend so much, gotta get it some more When they hands out, I just give them a note and How they, how they always talk about me, but a nigga stand out Watch out, watch out how you really walk up to me, that's a man down All these niggas got these drums with them like a band now I've been doing what I want, that's what you can't doubt 
I've been just feeling myself. Do I just really need help? I got my weight up. I be just telling myself. I got love for all of my dogs. I take a pay cut. Some niggas gon' really gon' ride. Some niggas gon' really gon' slide. So go say a prayer. We ain't never gotta slap five. Niggas just pay your ties and call me the mayor. I gotta wake up and go get the bread. I gotta go ahead and clip up this man. She all in the village. She giving me sense. I got a slack. Swell on my ass. Count up on the move. That's a digital day. They been just losing. I'm living these fans. Never go broke like that me a stage. I could never ever live in the past. I gotta wake up and go get the bread. I gotta go ahead and clip up this man. She all in the village. She giving me sense. I got a slack. Swell on my ass. Count up on the move. That's a digital day. They been just losing. I'm living these fans. Never go broke like that me a stage. I could never ever live in the past.
with the slide. Cause money, 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 money is what I'm talking about. You never crossing these borders. I'm whipping it up. Gordon Ramsay, I swear that I'm cooking these orders. You talk about me, you better just hope that you can just really afford it. I'm balling, I'm balling, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm feeling like Robert Sahara. Nigga, I'm sparring. I count in the morning. They talk about me, then I gotta ignore it. My bitches be foreign. So independent, my money be corporate. These raps is boring. You hate me, and I'm always gonna adore it. I'm smoking that soaring. She always go ahead and let me explore it. I call her my Dora. You can go talk about me, I ain't flawless. I go put my all in. If a nigga talk about me, then I'm gone. In. You know that I'm gone. Jumping, take trips, Pompeii, all day, always keep three stacks like Andre. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it, man. And you can never, ever, ever get rid of that. So watch what you say, and watch how you do. If you play the game, then you play by the rules. Money, 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 money is what I'm talking about. We don't really know what you've been talking about. And you don't really want to play. You don't know what to say. Cause money, 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 money is what I'm talking about. We don't really know what you always been talking about. And I don't want to be the one who always really talk about. And you don't really want to play. You don't know what to say. Cause money, 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 money is what I'm talking about. to a place where everybody loves, where everybody sees, where everybody shows their love, I didn't think so, you know, you know, what the, I always try to play for you only, I really didn't think so, I take a promise, I give it some love, I make a wish,
years ago, I told myself I'd be the next big thing in the industry. See, the game is simple. Life has its way to show us that anything is possible. <laughs> the power of the tongue, which has the ability to be detrimental or beneficial. Was it beneficial? I'll leave that one up to y'all. This is my story for me to you. Listening to the song right now, I'm speaking specifically to you. I want to give you my testimony and tell you a little bit about myself, <laughs> if you don't mind. Right. Uh. Coming from nothing but a little struggle. Prayed up, thinking about the nights when the opposition got sprayed up. Trying to see a sunny day, all I get is rainy days. Screaming free my dogs and the loved ones who ain't here today. Yeah, I miss you. Wanna kiss you, wanna hug you and hold you, won't forget you. All my life I've been misunderstood. Just a little nigga trying to get about the hood. Yeah, it's the thing we call poverty, but that's all inside of me. Used to cry myself to sleep, but strong I gotta be. Now I'm on TV, gotta make it out the street. Troubled child turned his dreams to reality. See, I knew that I would get there all along. Listen to the words of the song. This is my story. I never forget that Told us we was bad Always getting in some shit Breaking windows from throwing rocks But we was just being kids And smoking at the park Coming in after dark Rolling with dumb thug niggas Reckless with no heart Sexing on them Hood rats addicted from the start Trapping and catching cases Ghetto life is so hard Coming from a broken home Left me all alone Neglected as a child With nothing to call my own But now that I'm good Now that I'm paid I'm shining everything is okay this is my story, story. Oh, oh, oh. 